And what he was doing was, and it's just my personal opinion, I haven't spoke to anybody, this is just me evaluating the game. What I saw out of James Harden was a guy trying to help Joel Embiid win the scoring title. A guy that was trying to help Joel Embiid win his first MVP. Because I saw him. We keep talking about Ben Simmons and what he bring on the defensive side of things. Where the hell was Ben Simmons last year when they were playing the Hawks and Trey Young was torching them? I'm, I'm telling y'all, look, I'm not jumping off this ship. I'm gonna have to sink with it. I am staying with the Memphis Grizzlies. You are now listening to The Hoop Forum on the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome again to another edition of the Hoop Forum NBA podcast. Back at it once again. We're recording in person. That's the best way to do it. We're hype. We're ready to roll. Uh, got a lot going on in the NBA right now. It's hectic as ever. A lot of hot takes here, obviously, at the start of the regular season. So naturally, we're going to come at you with a make or miss edition. So this is going to be make or miss, as you know, for the listeners. If you don't, uh, this is real or fake, basically. So me and Adam are each going to throw some takes out there and we'll decide if they're uh, real or fake by donning them with a make or a miss. Uh, so if it makes, that's real. If it's a miss, it's fake. Nonetheless, current events right now. I mean, currently we're watching Orlando versus Dallas as we record this podcast. So... Paolo Bancaro has been legit. I'm still salty. I didn't get him in the draft um, during the fantasy league, but he went so late too. It was at least what the seventh or eighth round before he was drafted. So it yeah. was always there. Too. And I had my eyes on him. And like, there's times where I think like, okay, is a, is it worth it to give up like a, who did I pick late? Um, Norm Powell. Norm Powell has been underperforming for me. Facts. I'll put it out there too. I'm I'm straight up disappointed with. Try to Norm. trade him to Andrew. Andrew would bite on that trade. Probably. Let's see if I actually. You know what? Let's Ooh, try it. Luca on Franz. So I drafted Franz, bro, and I can't get over the fact that much Franz is awesome. Have you seen any highlights from Franz? Franz he's is just nice. He's, he's doing so Luca nice. shit out there, dude. He's hitting like the turnaround one leggers and shit like that. Because that's the culture. That's the culture around. Yeah. You know, that's what kids want to do. That. Kids here of this generation grew up watching Kobe, and now we have a generation of Dirk watchers yep. and imitators here. Because you can't lie, like when you watch Luca, you just—it's so hard to not see the inspiration there. Oh yeah, from Dirk. How about this guy, Spencer Dinwiddie? I love him on this team. Yeah, I think he's great. He is great. He's been a lot better than I thought he was going to be overall. The three uh, here in Dallas has just looked better than it's ever looked in his career. I feel like he has so much more confidence shooting it in Dallas. But yeah, I'm hoping Paolo puts up something nice here. But right now I am, I'm winning again. Finally, I was down for a little bit there, but I'm back on top by about 70 points. So you're not in the lead though, are you? Yeah, I am. 13, 12 to 12, 59 against the G5 bigs. You know what I hate about this app? I thought Team Timmy was ahead of you. No. Yeah, Team Timmy. Fry guy. I know Jaden. Jaden's gonna be listening to this podcast too. Uh, Team Timmy's at the top of the league, bro. I'm, I'm in sure. F- I'm in fourth place. Yeah, Team Timmy's at the top of the league in points. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm ahead of you in points right now too in my matchup. Um, let's see. Points four. Yeah, right now it goes Team Timmy, Andrew. I think Andrew, Team Timmy. Yeah, I'm ahead of you, Andrew. Team Timmy, me. Team Timmy, and then Fry guy. See who team team Timmy has got. Jonas, Valanciunas, Jaden, Ivy. You're, Bart- low, you're low right now, bro. What are you talking about? What in total points in this mat this week, this matchup right now? But I'm still winning games pretty nicely. We have the same record. You know what though? We have I have the same record. I have guys that don't um, maybe score a lot of points, but I have guys that get a lot of rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. That's and that's mean. what really counts ultimately yeah. because yeah. those are the high value stats. Because I mean. 
I feel like shooting kind of hurts you unless you have a guy that's just ultra efficient. That's why you're like Devin Booker, you're Kevin Durant, you're Donovan Mitchells. Yeah, man, those guys are going to put it up. But no, you need to balance that team out. The guys that didn't draft draft a lot of depth are actually losing right now pretty bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Jamal, I'm if I got Jamal back on top and he becomes in the top 15, right now he's in 30. If you ever pay attention to your players' position ranks, Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm, I'm always looking at points when I'm trying to put part. together trades too. Right, and Jamal is 37th right now, healthy, but he's playing about every other game at this point. He's got a stretch of four games in a row he's played here. I'll We're tell you right like now, not my, getting great games, but just getting back healthy. I'll give you a list of guys that in fantasy that anyone that's listening to this that's playing fantasy basketball should try to go for him. It's it's a list, guys. First off, Benedict Matherin putting up yes. numbers in fantasy. Tyrese Halliburton also yes. putting up numbers. No, I don't have either of them. I'm fucking, I've been trying so hard to get them. They've already been traded once. I've been trying so hard to get them in the league. Pascal Siakam putting up absolute fucking numbers in Beast. fantasy. Uh, I have one more, I know. But yeah, I mean, those three alone right there, incredible. Oh, uh, DeMar. Yeah, DeMar is a fantasy god. cold in fantasy right now, dude. Murdering. I mean, if you can if you can get those guys at all in your fantasy league without sacrificing too much, I mean, because I look at the points and I see how many points these guys have accumulated, and it's just insane. I mean, Benedict Matherin's already in like the so hundred range. They're the first option. Halliburton, insane dude. Underrated pickup for me, Jaden McDaniel's from the Timberwolves, number fourteen overall power forward, small forward. That's nice. That's real He's nice. been nice as hell. Bridges has been incredible. Bridges is the 12th ranked small forward. I finally got Seth Curry back. Yeah. He's day to day. Probably didn't have, yeah, you probably had to put a bargain on that. Mm-hmm. So is Jaron Jackson coming back soon or not? Because I read that like two weeks ago, he was getting ready to start participating in five on fives again. Because remember when we were drafting, it said six to eight months. Yeah. I was like, that's the whole year. Nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. But then he ended up getting picked up, and now I'm like, okay, is he coming back in like two months? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not. I, I haven't looked into it enough with him. Jaw looks crazy though. Bane looks crazy too. Yeah, Bane's, Bane's right back. insane. Who has Desmond Bane? I try to throw out a ridiculous trade for Desmond Bane too. <laughs> Mitch is like, it's not about waxing people. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna see if I can't wax someone because I don't want to give too much of my team up when I'm this good. But if I can pull off a ridiculous trade, I'm pulling off the ridiculous trade. If I can offload Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown for like two players that are literally legit as fuck, I'm. Going I don't to know do. why you want to trade Brown so bad. Brown's great. I could live with train Brown. Light 24. I keep five. telling Jaden because I want uh what I want from him. I can't remember. You said oh, you have Siakam. Trey? I keep wanting I keep wanting to get uh who? You said you have Trey? No, no, I don't have him. I, I keep trying to get Pascal from uh Jaden. And I keep trying to give him Ben oh, and Jalen. He wanted to trade me. He's been trying to trade me Zion and somebody else for Tatum. I, I think like, he ended up trading no. Zion. Yeah, I think he did. He ended up getting somebody to bite on that. But I was just like, I'm not trading Tatum. He's literally the number one overall player right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I, if I traded him, I would be dumb. Mitch has also sent me some bullshit, too. I think Mitch has him. Mitch has Bane. Mitch is getting smoked this week by me, dude. I am ruining Mitch this week. Have you seen it? I've ruined Mitch. He's no. like, I don't care. I'm like, bullshit, dude. You're, you're salty. I fucking smoked you. Let's see. You know he's salty, dude. I ruined him. 740 Drip Squad, 1589. Yo, Booker's Hookers, 1318. Done, dude. <laughs> Done, dude. I've, I've had control all week. Like a wide we'll margin. See. We'll see. We'll see what Luca does here. He might have a big game. We're talking 40, 50 point range. I'll be all right. In terms of fantasy points, not actual points. Brogdon's got 33 points to zero from Kleba. Fantasy's fun this year, though, dude. It's been a lot of fun. I fucking love it. If anyone's listening right right now from the Fantasy League, shouts out to Team Timmy. Shouts out to Fry Guy. I'm so happy with my guys. Shouts out to Mitch, even though he's salty. Andrew up here killing it this week with his team. Top of the league in points right now for this week. So shouts out to Andrew, Whatever. killing it. Andrew's a listener, dude. Andrew's tuned in a couple of times. Yes, Andrew's out Good. there. Nonetheless, uh, make or miss here as we watch Orlando up by Luca, just moving out of the way. Yeah. <sighs> See, he drew the foul though. See, that's important. That's why I feel like the Brunson Brunson is not going to be missed as much as we all think. 
He hasn't been. Because this team has a very, very clear system. They've, yeah. they've been one of the most efficient offenses in the league. They have a clear system, and that's yeah. play like Luka. Yeah, play, play off of Luka. Play off of Luka and play like High pick and roll, high pick and roll, kick out, or Luka putting the moves on someone. And it works every fucking time, it man. Because in the regular season, it's over. They have great players. Yeah. They have Wood coming off the bench. And, and then... Say what you want about him. Jason Kidd has coached this team into a fucking real defense, too. Exactly. Oh, man. I loved watching their defense when we watched them live. They're going to come back in this game, too. But we'll see. Nonetheless. Orlando is only one in five, and that kind of surprises me with the talent that they have. Right. It must just be the depth or something. A lot of people say that they're going to be trying to trade Willie Cauley-Stein, and that makes me interested for the Lakers because could it be like... No, I don't want that at all. That's about as bad as Stan Van out here saying the Lakers should be thinking about uh, Wanchon Herman Gomez. No, fucking yes. no. That's yes. so awful. He is yes. he's not good. Yep. But that's what I thought, Stan. I had. think that starting Collie Stein at your five. It was Jeff, my bad. Around around Davis would actually be a nice fit because Collie or um, not Collie Stein. Was I saying the Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. was who I meant. Mm-hmm. But having call it, or Carter Jr. as the uh, five around Anthony Davis would probably be nice, especially with his ability it's not to pass enough, the ball. Dude. It's just not enough. What more would you need? That would be a I'm saying game. hashtag free Braun on it. All right, let's hit, stick to the main ones here first. Uh, I'll start us off. Make or miss, the Philadelphia 76ers will be a four-seater lower. Miss. Miss. I think they'll find their way into the two seed. I think it'll be like Milwaukee, Philly, and then Cavs at the three. You don't think Boston will be in there? <sighs> they could easily be a four seed or lower, dude. Boston. The Cavs look better. Shouldn't but- actually should be in that top three there. So maybe they take Philly's spot. Maybe it isn't such a bad m- miss. Because Boston should win a lot of games. Yeah. That might be I a, see them. That's maybe like, you could go either way, I feel like, on that. I think Boston is a pretty clear number two seed. Would you say right now Cleveland looks like a better basketball team than yes, Philadelphia? Philadelphia, yeah. I, I would. Confidently I really say would. I'd say Toronto looks like a better basketball game than Philadelphia, too. That's a big gimmick for me because I think that Toronto is a lock for like a top six seed. Honestly, yeah. I think they'll find their way into the top six somehow. They're going to yeah. push down the Heat. They're going to push down the Hawks. They're legit, they bro. They're a legit team. But I think that in the playoffs, it's just it's not going to work. They look like the Dallas of the East without a Luka Doncic. Yes. All they Scotty need, Barnes. right? And he could he could get there, and he absolutely has that ceiling. I think, but. They're like They're just that. too small. Yeah. But think about Pascal's when, really their biggest guy. And he's playing phenomenally. He had to five during the regular season. But think about that has shades of Russ, James Harden, Houston Rockets, pocketball. Yeah. Like ultimately, Pascal cannot play the five against Embiid. I mean, Philly got beat I mean, by he might in, be able to. Philly got, beat, defender. <laughs> Philly got beat by Indiana and San Antonio, bro. Okay. And I know it's just the start of the season, but it, it's not just like they got beat. I mean, they looked fucking bad, and they have looked bad. They looked bad from that first game we watched of them. They looked off. Harden, I just think it was such bullshit that Harden ended up at the end of that game with 35 points and walked his way through it in the free throw line, at the free throw line. But and not only that, he was getting clowns. He's getting clowned, and not only that, like he's taking more mid-rangers, right? And like, Ugh, and that's hey, hey. Well, I'll say this: you obviously need that to win in the championship runs. Yes, you need it yeah. to win. The best guys can fucking do it. Here's my problem with it: it's for a lack of him being able to get to the fucking rim and finish. That's the thing. People want to talk contact. about how spectacular and how primo Harden this looked, but I was like, he still what he would have Al Horford switched onto him and would just stop. It's because he can't get there anymore, so he has to take the mid range. He's had to add this to his game because of. Falling off. The, the hamstring broke him. Yeah. The hamstring fucking it broke did, him. It did, It fucking did. Because think about how bouncy he was before that. Think about how back and forth, just handling the ball, he, he never was really all like, he wasn't like Kyrie level substance, but he was just like quick with it. You know right. what I mean? Had a great first step. And now if you're getting Horford and 
Grant Williams. I mean, Grant Williams is a good matchup, but like, you know what I mean? Just it might just be one of those things. Faster than it might just be one of those scars that never heals, dude. I just think that if you know that about James Harden on a basketball court in game six of a playoff game, that you're going to flat foot him and make him back it up. Right. You're going to force him to find the three point. I will. I will love this force. I would love as a defender on him. I I would love to force (laughs) him to shoot the mid range. Yeah. If James Harden beats me off of mid range jumpers, I will fucking die. Oh, I'll die okay, even if I lose. You know what I mean? I can die with a peace of mind knowing that he beat me off of shots that only exist because he is a lesser player now. Let him, yeah, and let him take these mid-range shots because if he's doing that, he's getting clean looks. He's not getting to the free throw line. He's not driving. Right. That's ultimately the way that's going to kill the snake this year for James Harden is if he can't get to the free throw line 18 times. He's back on the dribble bus too. Yep. Dribbling, what was it? He dribbled more than the rest of the whole team combined in one of their games. You want the ball in Embiid's hand. I'm sorry, James Harden. He looks done this season, dude. I know. I think he's done all this season. And you know what? It was finally brought up on the low post the other day. He said, how soon does he ask? Because that's uh, all of a sudden Zach Lowe backdates it like it's been talked about for months. But I was I like, nobody's had said shit. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I never heard that once. Everyone was on this team's desk yes, because now it's like it's the Houston Rockets. But now they have Joel yep. Embiid. Yep. But it doesn't look like that. No. It looks broken. It's and you broken. have a guy on the team. People are questioning whether he's better than your guy that took a pay cut. Yep. Tyrese Maxey. Facts. Like. I don't think we're so far removed from Joel Embiid being like, get me to Miami. Get me, get, I don't know. I mean, Miami is my strongest thought, but Jimmy's the most natural fit to me just because they give each other such shit, you know, but maybe they want to be competitors against each other. Too. And I think Miami's done personally. I think that's, yeah, I think Miami's bad. That's this a year dying. Too. That's a dying squad. It's just, it, the fall off's going to come. And the fall off's already happening for Kyle Lowry right now. Yep. Yep. Salaries looked awful. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's not that far behind it, that. What does it take for you to swindle? If I'm Embiid, I want Portland. You want Portland with Dame? I want to go play with Dame. I Dame. would just, I, uh, I'd, be, I'd buy both jerseys. I'm going I'd to play with Dame Lillard. Immediately. Right. If that can happen, if that can actually happen, well, first off, it's going to be painful because they're going to have to trade Nurkic and they're going to have to once again and I hate to say it, they're going to have to gut the wing. Ant's gone, probably. Ant's gone. I'm saying they want Ant. Well, Philadelphia's full of wings, too. I'm saying, can you get can you get Embiid and Thibel in Portland? Can you say, can you say give us Thibel? He's useless to you, but he'll be everything to us. He's right. going to be our starting shooting guard around Damian Lillard. Yeah. Like, we don't need him to shoot. Right. Like, We'll find another wing. Maybe they don't ask for Jeremy Grant by some kind of miracle. miracle. They want Josh Hart right. for sure. They'll yeah, want you Josh Hart. You got there. your front court of Embiid and Grant. Embiid, Grant, and then Thibel and Damian Lillard. And then it's just Jabari Walker. Get Junior. Jay Crowder somehow. Throw him at Get the Jay three. Crowder. Oh, I throw, him at the three. throw him at the three. No, put at that point I'm moving Grant back up to the three and we need, Crowder at the four. We're way off track. We need to move forward. I mean, we're talking about Philly, so we're on track. But, but I think we can both agree. We can both agree. Everything we've seen from Philly has just been bad. And to me, Joel Embiid is giving not out of shape but disinterested vibes. Uh, I'd say out of shape too. Remember what I yeah. said the first night? I, I asked you. If, you thought he was back on milkshakes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that, too, lately. I was like, It looks like he's back on milkshakes, bud. Yeah. It's not looking good for him. He does look disinterested well, and out of shape. Think about where you're at if you're Joel Embiid. You started out this organization in 2015 when they were pulling off the early stages of the tank process. One yep. of the first time it's ever been done. You rode through hell with him. Exactly. You rode through absolute hell. I'm sure the ownership was on his ass every single day. Like, hey, are you happy? Right. Are we doing what we can? Are you healthy? Are we on top of everything for you? Right. And now you have a new guy who, by all accounts, is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny story about Daryl Morey, just his normal rich guy shit. Apparently, he had one of his assistants pick up his luggage and have it delivered to him. Is this from the Kevin O'Connor story? 
Maybe, yeah. maybe actually, because I read it on Reddit. Yeah, I know everyone, that for sure. Kevin O'Connor just did a huge write up, and then a bunch of stories from from. Maury so it might not in. be validated then. No, it is. It's legit. Oh, it's validated. Yeah, okay. it's legit. He had a, interviews with Maury and shit. But like, he had the the assistant go and pick up his luggage, and then they showed up at his apartment. It's just in complete shambles. Like, yeah, like everything of his was not packed up. He just left everything how it was. He's like a mad scientist. Everyone says, yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it anymore because I had the hope for it in Houston, but now it's like, like Joel and B, you feel like a transplant almost in your own home. I don't trust his chemistry experiments. Dude. Plus Doc Rivers out of nowhere. This guy needs to go first off. Doc, I know people are starting to say that and then get Udoka in there. That's what they want. I'd be calling Udoka. I'm the Lakers. I'm looking at Darvin Ham. Like. How salty you would look if you're Boston fans. Oh, it'd be bad. Philly and Boston hate each other. All right, let's move on to your first make or miss here. We gotta, we gotta, we can't spend a whole podcast talking about Philly. They are bad though, and that needs to be acknowledged. And that's why I threw that out there because I think it's totally possible they're four or lower. I would say four is their. I would be comfortable saying they're the four seed. Yeah. Any lower than that might be pushing it, but who knows, dude? What if Toronto just has a fucking bang up season? After like 54 games, that means someone's getting knocked out of the top four. And I think it'd be more likely. That I would love to my words that, that it wouldn't work in the playoffs for Toronto and Toronto all of a sudden just finds themselves in the Eastern conference finals again. Be nuts. I would say it's more possible that Toronto would knock off like Cleveland or Philly out of the top four than any than Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. I think Cleveland would be a good matchup in the playoffs. That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun. Uh, go ahead with your first make or miss. Then. So it's still on the right track, though. Cavs, Hawks, and Raptors are moving towards locks for the top six in the East. I haven't watched enough Hawks to know, but I'll tell you right now. Good. I, I'm pretty confident good. that the Cavs are at least top three, top four. I'll tell you right now, Raptors are top six for sure. Let me bring up the Atlanta Hawks here on ESPN bring up some of their recent wins. They are currently four and two, but bro, the, the fit in my mind, and I don't know why some people online have been, were doubting it too, about um, DeJounte Murray's ability to shoot from three. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is going to be a perfect shooting guard that's going to be able to play defense and run end to end around Trey Young. And a lot of people, like, I've heard, are, that I heard a lot of people are mad that Trey still has the ball a whole bunch. And I'm like, I mean, what, what, why? Why would you change that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all watched DeJounte in the all-star game and thought, this guy kind of looks like DeMarcus Smart. Like I said, he looks he's a mid-range player. He's a slasher. He's a really, really, really athletic player. Super athletic. Which is crazy to put him beside John Collins, who is ultra and also an ultra athlete. Well, everyone thinks Trey's going to be like Steph Curry running off screens, off ball and shit. I'm like, that's he just... Doesn't a, do that. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. And like, no... First off, he doesn't do that. And no one does like that, like Steph. Yeah, exactly. No one knows how Duncan Robinson does that like Steph. No, no one can. So they've beat the Pistons twice. Okay. So Pistons are bottom feeders. They've beat the Magic once. They've beat the Rockets once. And they have also lost to the Pelicans. How's Trey looking? And they lost to the Bucks. What's Trey? Well, that's a reasonable loss. So they've lost to both good teams that they've played, and they've won against all the bad teams. You've won the good. You well, you've won the games you're supposed to win. Exactly. Okay. So that's you're absolutely not supposed to go in and be. The, the Lakers would get beat by Detroit. Like probably will get beat by Detroit this season. You know what I mean? Yeah. They probably will, just because Detroit will put out a better effort on the basketball court. All right. Or LeBron and probably shoot fight better with than thirty-one percent from three. And LeBron and Isaiah Stewart, or we'll try to kill each other again. Trey's sitting on 31.5 points per game. John Collins, 9.5 rebounds. And he's Trey's also got 9.7 assists. DeJounte Murray is coming in at 20 points a game, even. So there's more people. I get, I heard the thing that there's more people averaging over 30 a game right now than any season ever before. Things have been figured out in a weird way yeah. on the basketball court. This is the team that's a giant proponent of it because look at that. <laughs> what? Yes. How does he piston stop and go like that? It's not even real for a guy that's six foot seven and his weight and looks slight, not unathletic, but not super, Bulky. not super athletic. Doesn't look super athletic. Does though. not have the DFS profile. No. Like this is just a guy that looks like an overgrown, like eighth grade player. Yeah, he really does. He looks like a baby. Luka Doncic is an incredible talent. I would say, though, that's a make. 
on what you said. That's a make. Oh, I thought you were calling the free throw. Like, Atlanta no. might not quite be there, but I'm going to go make off of the fact. That's definitely that. the coolest one I'm thinking about, though. But yeah, I think that's a top six. I feel like all those teams won't have to be worried about the play-in. Right. I would love to see Philly play game one of a play-in. That'd be hilarious. I would absolutely love that. Game one against, like, who even would be I think there. they lose. No, I think if they played, I think if they played in the play, and they would ultimately win, it would be like New York or something. Yeah, New York or like Detroit gets it together and sneaks in at like or five Orlando. Or yeah, Orlando or um, there's somebody else in the mix there too. Maybe not. I'll put it. Hornets out. are that bad. Right. Hornets are really that bad. I don't think the the Hornets are rough, dude. They're very rough, and they don't have mellow. <laughs> It's just, it's. I think they need a tank. Tank for Vic. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely, if anything, they want Scoot too. Yeah. They want Scoot beside LaMelo. Facts. Uh, next maker miss. Cavs tied the game up, came back. I always drop something at least once. Make or miss. We're going to see a trade between Utah and Los Angeles Lakers before the deadline this season. Utah's too fucking good. They have too many guys that aren't sim- are simply not just Bums. not gonna. No, they're just not gonna com- not not compete. Oh, guys yeah. that are gonna yeah. hustle. <laughs> bums, definitely not bums. There's too many guys on that team that want to hustle and play and win and prove that they can be that kind of player. Right, and organizations and maybe, maybe, organizations you know tank. Players don't tank. Maybe that's maybe that's what's driving them. Maybe that's what's driving those players. Like, hey. Ball out right now. Someone's trading for it. To a contender if yep. there's interest. I think it's going to be Los Angeles. They, they, have, they have so, they're sitting on so many guys still in Utah that Los Angeles is bound you to get involved. Russ. It has to be Russ. I think maybe like a three-team, three-teamer with Russ. Or maybe they even take on Russ for the ultimate tank. Maybe they, it's a three-team between they might, Thunder. And they might take on Russ and say, stay home. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, we'll eat the tw-. Like I said before, when it's down to about like what twenty nine million, we'll eat twenty nine million for one season for Russ uh, and us to get Victor Wembanyama, right, or Scoot Henderson again at that point. Like what we want to tank for this. It kind of makes me wonder about OKC too. Is OKC going to cut the cord because Shea has been out of control? He's in the thirties. Yep. Like, and you know what's crazy about his too? He's doing it on low volume efficiency from three. Mm-hmm. Like extremely low volume. He's taking people at the rim. Exactly. He's driving relentlessly. Yeah, I love it. But young Kyrie out here. Yeah, I feel similarly about the Jazz because they're a team that's obviously not going to win in the playoffs. And ultimately, if the Jazz are looking at themselves, they think we want a top pick with all these assets that we have, mm-hmm. and we want guys that are going to be able to compete and be around because I think they're going to hold on to Sexton. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they'll hold on to Sexton. They'll probably hold on to marketing too. If I'm Los Angeles though, and I can get Sexton. Yeah, I know if you're able to sell the right price, if you're able to get Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley for Russ and somebody else, even yeah. probably just Russ at that point, And the two first round picks, I would say do it. Yeah. Because there's your starting point guard problem immediately solves yeah. Colin Sexton. Facts. And then running with LeBron. Beasley, Beasley, who's I'll say it. I think that he would be a similarly effective three point shooter to the degrees that Buddy Heald would be. And like what KCP was. Yep. He I can be what he can be what KCP was. Right, exactly. He would fit they put him right at the two. Honestly, bro, I'm good. I'm just gonna say it out there for the first time. Shit on me if you want to. Wenny and Gabriel should be playing the three, either the three or the five for this team as the starting five around Anthony Davis or just in the front court in general, however, exactly just a floating front court player because his defense around Kate around AD fills in the margins from AD's great defense already well enough in a, like a hunger for like rebounds mm-hmm. and like getting into the passing lanes. He does foul a lot and I hate that, mm-hmm. but like I see this guy and I'm like, he's just, he should be in the same like kind of category as like the Vanderbilt's. Right. The Vanderbilt brothers or the McDaniels brothers. Right. People love them for their hustling and all right. that stuff, but exactly. they foul a lot. They foul a lot and they're not efficient, like volume scorers at all. I Beasley would be a nice fit on this team. I mean, I just think that I'll rephrase it like this. I'll make it even easier. Make or miss. 
Los Angeles Lakers have to be involved in anything yeah. Utah does. Total make. They have to be involved with something because if they try to go past game like 20 with this team, yeah. essentially it's not it's there's nothing. Bro, you remember it's when you nothing. remember when I told you they'd lose what was it like nine out of sixteen games? Yeah. It might be worse than that. Remember you were like, you mean to tell me they'd be like nine and and I was like, yeah, they'd lose that many. They're 0 and five. 0 and five. They're not even beating bad teams. Now it's over. And you know what, too? You know what's hilarious to watch every single time? I knew that the Timberwolves were going to win that game because the Timberwolves have the mental edge over the Lakers at this yeah. point. Everyone and the whole league has the, the whole does, the whole league does. But I feel like for some reason, the Timberwolves is a little bit spicier than everybody else's. Yeah. Because like, you know, Ant and Braun are out. They were talking during that whole game. Yeah. And Ant's like, I love Ant. Dude. Ant thinks he's better than LeBron already. Yeah. He's a fucking cock, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he is he's um, a cock. his role in that movie too was hilarious because he just played a troll he was a yeah. troll on the basketball court like he just talked and chirped in his ear the whole game yeah. and then Wancho holds him down and like hits beside his head and then the look Ant gives him after that is just priceless like he just looks at him like, like whoa dude <laughs> no, like you snapped you know they're gonna but, get him every time though the Lakers yeah rough. yeah the lake it's over plus they have Gobert too and ultimately Gobert was able to out and there was no AD that game Gobert was feasting. Man of glass, back at it again. Street clothes all over. He said he wanted to play all 82 games, and that's game by game. Right, you were missing preseason games. Yep. Oh, God damn. You were on the injury report for for preseason games, dude. Shut your mouth. And he's clutching the back when he goes down. Bad, dude. Bad. All right, go ahead. Throw one out. We got two. We got, oh, I got one more. You got two more. So this kind of actually just mirrors what we were saying. Within the next three weeks, Utah, San Antonio, and the Pacers will all get serious about tanking. Utah will be a big seller come deadline time. Conley, Clarkson, Beasley, Gay are all gone. Where does San Antonio do? Pirtle? No, I think San Antonio honestly just stops winning games. Teams are going to want Pirtle, though. Yeah. Maybe it's time to sell on him, too, because he's getting late 20s. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah. Maybe they should be able to trade him. See, the Lakers... It's hard not to think because they need everybody. What other teams should be looking, do you think? Then, if we're talking about that many teams exploding, what other teams should be looking? Milwaukee? Hot take, hot take here. I think New York should be buying in on Pirtle. New York Knicks. Really? Already with Hartenstein and Robinson? I would say maybe. Sell sell on Robinson? (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying sell Robinson on Pirtle. But does that really make San Antonio bad? I would say it's probably a neutral move. If anything, Mitchell Robinson would probably do a little bit better. And that's a future move. But like, I just try to think, could Milwaukee be in conversation? Hey, who wants Brooke Lopez? Well, I'm just thinking Milwaukee should maybe be going for like one more, one more thing. One more thing just to show yourself up a little bit on the wing, maybe. I don't like their big man depth either. With like Serge Ibaka being out there on the floor sometimes, where I I'm like, like it, dude. I like it. So really, much. And I don't. The more like that it. I think about it, I think about Milwaukee should not be involved in con- trade conversations this year. They have great depth. They're too locked in, aren't they? They're too locked in. They have, you know, that they're my pick to win the chipping. So I don't. George even. George Hill and um, Javon Carter is a great guard rotation. Yeah, low key Javon Carter. West I Matthews, love Javon okay. Carter, dude. Yeah, Javon. West Carter Matthews, I I will not tolerate. Period. He's washed for sure, but he's out there. Will and he takes him. spot minutes. Grayson Allen is a great fit on this team, too. He honestly is. I knew that was he's always a great gonna be fit. A great fit, dude. Like it sucks because he's just he's an asshole, though. Like a, a like Bobby Portis. Yeah. He will do the meanest. I tweeted that the other day. Grayson Allen will do the meanest thing possible to you on the basketball. Guys that court. when rings need that though. Exactly. Cleveland had Richard Jefferson and he was a douche. Yep. Yeah, still a douche on ESPN, too. Yeah, he is a douche. He's funny. But, yeah, I like Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez with a sprinkle of Serge Ibaka in there. That's a fucking amazing playoff center rotation. You got Giannis playing 43 minutes a game, 38 at the very lightest. You got Chris Middleton coming back. And if Giannis... Chris Middleton and Holiday are on the floor all at once. It almost doesn't matter. What's statistically crazy about their defense right now, too, is that like they historically like would give up a lot of threes. 
but just, that's always been Bud's they, plan. They destroy everything at the rim, though. Like they, yeah, yeah. This year, though, they're they're closing out on more threes. So not only they're taking away more threes, they're still destroying people at the rim. With right, defense too. So they literally have started to go away a little bit from that system, and they're doing both still at a high level at the same time. So it's like they're now they're, they're locked great, in. Though. They're locked in. Great defense. There's team. there's so much chemistry on that team. I feel like is what it is. So I feel like we can say miss about Milwaukee Van Neen, just something else. I just that's I, an, that's like an offspring miss. Else is Middleton, that, you know, that's an offspring miss from your original thing. But right. Like, if that many teams are blowing it up, maybe Miami's making phone calls. Maybe at the deadline, you know what I mean. I I try to think about how. What if they actually sold Lowry to the Lakers? Is now? Toronto <laughs> making phone? Is Toronto making phone calls? If I was another team, if I'm going to seriously engage somebody, I'm going to say, what's the price for either Achua or um, Chris Boucher? Because I don't think they're going to budge on anybody else. I'm going to say two big wing, two big wings that are both 6'9 that can play a power forward. I like Achua a lot. I think he ha- If there's that many teams getting blown, Cleveland better be making a phone call. No, Cleveland should be locked in. No, nope. Cleveland, Cleveland should be locked in. No, I would sell Chetty right now, especially when his value's high. His value's high right now. Trade him. He's shooting super. Sure, fine. Yeah, I mean, do it. If if his value is literally that high, then trade him. If Utah's blown it up, get involved. Do you trade? Who do you engage, though? Are you getting... Do you try to say, hey, Dallas, give us Reggie Bullock for Chetty Osman? I think no. Dallas says no to that. Dallas wants Reggie Bullock right, for his exactly. defense. Because that's, that would be the perfect icing on top for the Cavs to have is just Reggie Bullock at the three. That would be nice. That could just absolutely shoot the lights out. Or, and Or THGA. No, I don't like the three. I don't think he works as a three on any other team except for Dallas. Right. It works because Lucas playing point. Right, exactly. I don't know. I just... If that many teams blows it, blow it up, it's going to be a shit show for trades. You're going to see fucking three teamers left and right. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe not though. I bet there's going to be a lot of pearl clutching coming deadline time because I don't think that teams are fully ready to put the stamp out there that they're actually business planning tanking. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, well, we make we're making organizational moves for. Well, the they future. can't because uh, because yeah, the, the league will be like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. You sold Lou Dort for a second round pick. Well, Silver just came out recently and had that whole talk about it, where he was talking about because everyone's so hot on it right now about Wimbenyama. They're televising all of his games on ESPN, by the way. But I feel like we are on the precipice of having a 2018 Cavs like rehaul in the on the deadline for the Lakers. And you know what? That might not that might even involve trading guys like Austin Reeves or Lonnie Walker mm-hmm. and all you know these guards I mean? that they picked up. Yeah, all these guards that they have that can be valuable to teams that are just need shored up. You just know need what I mean? guys to go out there and ball literally. Like, can you get a Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier for the price of a Lonnie Walker Dennis Schroeder that they don't even want because they can get off all that money? You know what I mean? Really like, easy. Yeah. Schroeder, yeah. I don't know. I'm Schroeder's gone. Schroeder will help when he comes back. And I'm kind of excited that he'll do something nice because if anything, he can actually just score the ball on his own like at least four times a game. Mm hmm. But he's not going to shoot the three well. He's not going to do anything on defense for you either. Yes, he's going to be a complete turnstile. Stop talking about the fucking Lakers, dude. Well, they keep coming up. They well, keep coming well up. we're talking about teams blowing it up, so naturally. Charlotte, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Lakers are going to be there hungry for any team's sloppy thirds. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Make or miss. Golden State Warriors. Not in the NBA finals make, because I feel like a lot of people are really starting to adjust to the fact that they lost two really good defensive pieces in Gary Payton and Otto Porter and how that was basically a big overload. And you think that's their wing. You think that's going to bite them in the playoffs? Yeah. I think not having Gary Payton will probably ultimately bite them because (laughs) you send, you can literally send Gary Payton at any wing player. He's six foot two, but you can put him on, you can put him on Tatum ultimately if he's trying to run off screens, mm-hmm. but on the inside. Yeah. He's good. Tatum's going to cook him. 
obviously. And on the turnaround mid-range fadeaway, he's going to cook him too. I mean, if that's a make, that opens the door for Dallas potentially being... I hope they make it back. I hope they make it back because Dallas is returning a lot of minutes. They're basically returning all minutes except for the guys that they traded for Wood and Brunson. Because if you're saying it's not Dallas, Jokic, or Phoenix, that means Kawhi and Paul George had to have gotten their shit together, and I just don't trust that. I'm starting to not trust it now. Remember, I made a very bold claim that said that the Clippers could be off to a 20-5 and five start here to start the season, and they're 3-4. and f- Two and three. Right now, it's the degenerative thing that's mess, messing with him, not the, the knee. The knee was separate. The degenerative thing, I think, is in the calf or something like that. Isn't it like lower leg? I think so. No, I think it's upper leg. Like it's like hamstring, hamstring or something. Yeah, yeah and it's something like the, serious. Which is also what I wonder, like, what if that's going on like with James Harden? Like, what if yeah, he's like, got some kind of... Because have you heard the the ridiculous news about Oladipo, too? Mm-hmm. Is that all of a sudden Oladipo... His is degenerative. His, degenerative in his non-surgical knee, not even the knee that he messed up originally. Yeah. So now it's his other knee. Yeah. He's, I doubt he comes back. Yeah, he's done. That's sad. He looks bad though for Miami in the playoffs last year. Like he had a couple good moments, but ultimately he could not shoot the three anymore. Right. Like he looks bad shooting threes. I just, I, at first when we were coming into the season, I was thinking Golden State was going to come out again. But the more I think about it, Clay is not the same anymore. Yeah, I think now we're seeing in condition Clay, mm-hmm. and he's just yeah, he's like he's closer to seventy percent than he is eighty percent. Yep, and I simply don't trust Jordan Poole in the playoffs yet. And quite frankly, I don't trust what we saw from Andrew Wiggins in the playoffs either. Mm, if he does it again, that. I don't know about that. Don't you feel like? There was times, though, especially with Boston, that like it was almost the thought of Andrew Wiggins that was worse than actually. And and be it as it may, that is effective. But don't you feel like it was almost like they were almost they didn't even want to attempt? I think fatigue played into that too, right? Because think t- all those guys in the fi- the Boston's finals run, it was their first appearance in the finals. Yeah. They had made it all the way to the precipice before and put their lives on the line to make it to the conference finals. Multiple times. And now, yeah, multiple times and failed. And now they finally put their lives out like that one. And now you got to start from game one. Yeah. Against Steph Curry. Against one of the greatest basketball teams ever assembled. And he Plain just, and simple. And a guy with a literal track runner, track record of just running through the West. Yep. Just jogging through the West. Yep. Laughing at laughing at the West. Pissing on people's graves in the West. Him and Clay Thompson, though. That's the problem. Him but Clay is not the same anymore. That's facts. I think Poole is to be relied upon. And now, I mean, now is go time for Poole to be relied Poole has upon to the be. playoffs. He has to be relied upon. And that's why I don't trust it. Because last year it was cool. It was fun. But ultimately, it came down to he was like the seventh most important scorer on Andrew the team. Andrew Wiggins was absolutely the second most important player on that team. Yeah. Do you think all the Draymond shit is ultimately going to go away and nobody's he's not going to leave the Warriors? I don't think Clay or him will leave the Warriors. I don't think so. I think that Joe Lacob and um, who's the other guy? Bob Myers are ultimately going to pull together and be like, guys. I think they want to be able to say those guys retired there. And at this point, even if they don't win another ring, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it definitely does not matter. You're yeah. Spurs level now. You have You've achieved that. You've won different era championships. You held a dynasty in one of those eras. Yeah, con- you had consecutive rings. Yeah. No, you're you're the goat. <laughs> you're right there. Now, right it serves to be told, though, is that this depth that Golden State has, Poole, Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, all these, Wiggins even, too, these, these are the guys that are going to help. And Looney. These are the guys that are going to help Steph go into the late 30s. Looney's been helping that team. It, Looney's huge. Looney, didn't they draft him? Yeah. No, they they did draft him. Yeah, they drafted Looney. Looney's been rolling Looney's with them for... incredible. Yeah. Don't you he's feel like, like he's always, like, younger than he actually should be, too? Yeah, because he's only, like, 27. Yeah, but he's been rolling with them from, like... From, like, 19 or 20. Yeah, like, he was, like, 20 when he got drafted. Now he's just, like... Yeah, he's been through all this Perfect shit, NBA vet center. Yeah. Better than, like, he's the ideal version of Dwight Powell. Who's that? that. Who's knocking them off, though, if they're not conference finals? Who's beating them? In, or if they're not NBA finals, who's beating them? I would say it would be, like, Dallas or Denver. I think... Okay, right? hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Don't hate me too much. I think that if Phoenix 
gets matched up with Golden State, it might just be it might just be a closer series, and a lot of people want to respect the. Suns so, are we right saying now. this is like a late playoff, like finals, or are we or conference finals? Or are we saying this is like early? Saying I'm this saying like second rounds. Second round. I'm saying okay. this is a second round matchup. What if Phoenix is let or either Phoenix or what if this is a, well. I don't think either of them would be low enough for the four or five matchup, but this could be like a two, four matchup, right? Phoenix will probably stay winning, even though we want to hate on their entire existence. Mm-hmm. But like, what if this is the Chris Paul way? Because think about what Chris did in the 20 or the 21 finals. Mm-hmm. At that point, he had righted all the wrongs against him almost, you know, in a really weird and cathartic way because he beat the Clippers yep. by himself, essentially. Yep. Yep. And he beat Paul George, the guy that they went out and got. Facts. He closed that out. He got shoved by Patrick Beverly. Yep. He ended that whole shit and then put all that behind him. And especially because, well, Doc Rivers was at the helm of that, right? No, he wasn't. He no. wasn't. That was tight. That was Tyler. But still, he closed that out against him. Yep. He made it to the finals, something James Harden never did. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do together. And for him to come out and beat Steph Curry, even though it would just be like a like ridiculously last, poetic. Last shot, ridiculously poetic. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there would be a lot of gas there for that to happen. Because if we're talking about the one-on-one physical matchup of Phoenix versus Golden State, they match up well. They match up really well, especially with a clay that's not the same clay anymore. And the fact of the matter is, they're going to have to put Wiggins on Booker. Yep. So there's your best wing player gone. Paul's been not great, though, and has been clearly taking a step back to Devin Booker, which isn't a bad thing, but you're still going to need Paul to be phenomenal. And maybe that's just a, a, a nature of what they're doing here for the regular season. But Paul has not looked good. The mid-range is definite. If above all things, the mid-range will have to be there in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I would say that's more important for Chris Paul than the three-point shooting. Yeah, but no, you need... Like, they were the, laughing at him for the 9% stuff, but I was like, he's probably still high 40s in mid-range. You need him cutting up all the switches yeah. that he gets with fucking those ridiculous mid-range. You need those shots. It's the, the downhill slope offense. Yep. And that's something we praise the Dallas Mavericks for is knowing what their what their role is on offense. The Suns mm-hmm. definitely know. It's mm-hmm. one of them a fuck ton of games. Yep. And I think that you're safe enough if you're the Warriors or if you're the Suns, you can put bridges on Curry. Like that's your go-to matchup. Remember Ryan put said- Booker on Thompson. Ryan said Phoenix is a bad matchup for- Denver too. Denver too. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Because okay, you can put you can put bridges on a rehabbing Jamal Murray, who might be ninety-three percent by the playoffs. Right. But I mean Aiden can guard Jokic somewhat. He's gonna play him tough. But are you really buying into that when you have Aaron Gordon then too and Michael Porter? Okay, who is Cam Johnson going to guard Michael Porter Jr.? I don't know if I like that. That's a little bit of a more even matchup, I feel like, than first glance. But that's legit. Cam Johnson versus Michael. That's the X Cam Johnson's look good too in the starting role. As he should. He's like, you know, he's a big power power forward that can shoot. That's what that's all Phoenix needed. He can shoot better than Jay Crowder. Yeah. Like, especially because Jay Crowder's corner three, which was almost as reveled as PJ PJ Tucker, has yeah. definitely fallen off in a weird way as well. Because yeah. that was supposed to be like their late prime, like he was bad contribution was the, <laughs> the corner three, and that's just fallen that's off. That's why I don't understand his like justification in this whole thing. Cause I'm like, he bro, said it's not because of his role. Last time you were on the court, you looked bad though. Yeah. And again, I think that I think it's the Sarver stuff personally for him, but probably, yeah, he's fringe enough to just say, you know what, I don't need to deal with this. Of course, the main guys are ride or die with him and right. to stick through it, but he's in, or he's like, fuck this shit. Uh, go ahead and throw out your last one here, though. So golden, that just that'd be crazy. I would love to see Chris Paul do it, but then I'd love to see anyone do it. Quite frankly, ten minutes after the end of that game, I would probably look at myself still and be like, "Why was I rooting for Chris Paul out of all?" I'll tell you what, I'm rooting for anyone that plays them ever. Yeah, against Golden State. Yeah, honestly, love for Denver to be the one. I would love for Denver to be Denver or Dallas would be finally just pushes it. Yeah, Dallas would be equal. Dallas could redeem themselves. My God. Yeah, and pull out like a four to two. They just close them in six. Luka just becomes a giant killer, and then has to face Giannis. 
and gets ruined. Yeah. And then leaves and goes uh, to there's the nobody on Dallas that could guard Giannis. That's a big problem. Yeah. That is a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, though, with your last one here. Now, I have one here that might be moderately hot. And you know what? It was my first take from opening night or one of the opening night games, New York versus Memphis Grizzlies. It's the start of the season. We need hot takes. Santi Aldama should have his name in the ring for most improved player. Because this guy was a fringe rotation player next year. He's now the starting small forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. This dude can shoot the open three, get fouls, and board the hell out of the ball. And he is great at it. And all of a sudden, I just look at the Grizzlies, and now I'm like, why were we worried about some of their losses in the offseason? Because it clearly didn't matter. The guys that are good are still here. Next man out, too. Right. And, you know, it's funny. Even Joe even said it himself. They have Zaire Williams listed as a shooting guard. I'm still confused by that. But, I mean, he's out right now. Jaron's out, obviously. And then they have Danny Green out. So they have three. Danny Green's. Danny Green's done for. That's not. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was not even a thing. Like, but that's their three key injuries they have right now. And I don't know, like, I think Santi Aldama might really step up in a big way for this team that they're going to end up liking. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like just his role and hustle around jaw and Bane just made so much sense when it was out there on the floor. Right. Like I'm sure a lot of people saw that matchup there at the three and thought for RJ Barrett's a guy that we've both just totally clowned <laughs> for looking bad and fat. Shape. fat. He out looks fat. Yeah. Like, man, like I just wonder what's going on there. But matched up against R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett goes like four for 17, something awful. Aldama's just running around, hitting the occasional corner three, getting a couple free throws, getting an open look at the basket, and just making all these edge of the like court kind of plays. And just looked great. And I'm just like, I'll I t- had so much confidence in Bain, too. Bain looks amazing. I'll tell you Bain. why I think it's a miss. Because... The award went to like Jaw last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely the pariah pick, and that was too late. That was a year too late for Jaw. And it's not even that attractive of a look because this year he's gone. He's like ten points and seven boards and six starting. He's started every game for the Grizzlies, right? But like last year, he was at like two point six or like some points. So like it's not an astronomical jump. I just think there's gonna be guys that are already ahead of ahead of the curve that yeah, have, that no, they're gonna sure. pick like how they did with Jaw. And then Jaw's like, no, this actually belongs to Desmond Bain, which would be a would have made sense last year. Oh yeah, for sure, because they, all of a sudden Bain is like a top eight shooting guard in the West. Right. Like this guy had a crazy rise. He looks great this year too. Facts. And they also want to talk shit. I love that they want to talk shit while they're out there. Oh yeah. Him and Bain, and I feel like it's almost more Bain than it is Jaw. Yeah, it's almost and that's like, awesome. It's almost like the Clay Curry dynamic. Uh, Clay talks more than Curry. Yeah. Clay chirps. <laughs> he does. He's the chirper, dude. That's what that's him what's so Draymond. crazy about his whole persona is that people look at him, they probably think he's like kind of like a softer, funny he's go. A nice guy. He's all he's a fucking punk ass. He's a punk ass. Yeah. He's from California, dude. He's grown up playing California basketball his whole life. Yeah, he's a bitch. And then went on his dad's boat after practice. I'd say that's a miss, though, just because of that reason, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even I didn't guy, think that it would be a solid make. But. Even though guys like him should be at the table. Right, just for just for stepping in and playing a good role right. over even just a small sample size of six games. But I watch it, and I'm like, they're going to want this to be their starting three going forward now. That's like your Jose Alvarado's, too. Like guys he looks like great, that. too. Yeah. looks like he's just a great role player. He just played himself into a starting position on that team. Or he's not starting, is he? With coming off no, there. I don't think so. But yeah, he just like, he plays a Gary Payton-like role yeah. for the Pelicans. The Pelicans are good. A legit the Pelicans role. are so good. All right, let's uh, close it out here now with a few rapid-fire French takes here, make or miss. Did you have a couple you wanted to throw out? Just real quick ones. Um, We don't have to dwell on this for too long. I think the Bulls will be on the also be on the fire sale come the deadline. That's amazing. They'll be, yeah, I think they'll be selling. You yeah. Know? I think that their most attractive ones are going to be Kobe White and Vucevic. Yeah. I think they're definitely selling on them. A part of me started to wonder, I'm like, do they sell Caruso? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. I think Caruso is one of those guys you want to hang on to. 
I think that he's your guy to start around Lonzo at the point. Right. At the point, like designation. And Io's legit. You got to hang on to Io. Yeah, for sure. And he needs the minutes now. Right. Now it's like it's undeniable. He needs the minutes. Yeah, if it's coming down to Io or Caruso, by Caruso. Even just Io or White, you got to get rid of Kobe White's White. probably gone regardless, I would think. Right. So, I mean, they, is there a chance they even sell DeMar? There's been a lot of noise around that. That they're just like... We want into the Wembenyama stuff. This rebuild we did here did not work out. Like this quick little patchwork rebuild that we tried to put together. And if I'm tomorrow, I want nothing to do, to do with LA. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm right. good. Yeah. Say they call you up. You're like, mm. I'll go to the Clippers. If I'm tomorrow, I'm like, I'll go to the Clippers. Is there a place <laughs> for me in Portland? I, I think that would be nice. nice I think that would be a nice fit. I'd look real nice. I think that. Run him at the three. Run him at the three next to Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant and with Ant. Nurkic. I was thinking you run Dame Ant. Mark. As much as as great as Ant looked the other night, I just don't know that him and Dame should be starting together. Right. Like I think that ultimately it should be Hart at the two, playing wing defense and being able to get down and gritty inside. Or if you have Demar, Demar is effectively the two. Yeah, or even make Demar the two. Hart at the three. Grant, just have a whole switchable lineup between Nur- between Nurkic and Dame. Yeah, who's going to be your backbone pick and roll partner? I I don't know. I don't think ultimately Demar would be involved in it. I think some of those fringe guys are gone though. Yeah, maybe they would have to sell if they sold on Simons. I feel like the the fan base would probably be pretty pissed off. No, I'm talking about the Bulls. All the Bulls selling him. Yeah, no, some of those fringe guys, but not yeah. like not like Demar. Yeah. Probably ultimately because then they're just outright tanking. Right. Then they're missing Lonzo and they would have sold on Vucevic and Kobe White. Now they just got guys. That's like they literally want to lose and try to get Vic. Yeah, exactly. Like, which I mean, maybe not a bad plan for them. I don't know. Like, Zach Levine. Uh, yeah, they still have Zach Levine. How about that? You run Zach Levine, Io, and Vic as your future. I mean, that's nice. If you can hold on to Pat Williams, too, to play the three or four. Well, if Pat Williams is a fucking NBA basketball player, is the question. Yeah, I know. Pat Williams. No, he's definitely bad. an NBA basketball player. He's hurt. He looks bad, dude. You think he looks that bad? Yeah, he's been bad. And I mean, he's been out. He's been bad. Maybe. The, ver- the verdict is not out. That's still out on him. Like, no one him the claw. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe the claw's not even. Maybe the claw. you know what? Uh, a lot of the times I see Javante Green getting his minutes. Javante Green was balling the other night against. He looks nice too. Who was it? They were playing Miami, I think. And Javante Green was going off. You know what's even crazier about that whole situation is that he at one point played for Boston. Now mm-hmm. he'd be a great fit on Boston once again. But I, they probably made either Grant Williams or Javante Green. They're like, oh, Grant Williams. He's going to develop into all of a sudden random five for five, three point games. Fucking Grant Williams makes me mad. Uh, I'll throw out a fringe one. Make or miss Miami playing team. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a make. I think they're bad enough this season and they're hurting for depth that bad Mm -hmm. because now they're going to have for a full 82. Did you hear the stat the other night? That was like 13 of Miami's players are undrafted. It was like between 10 and 13 of their players were undrafted. I'm like, what kind of fetish is this? Yeah, at like, some point, that's, at some point, that's going to bite you. Yeah, right. And I think it's biting him right now with Robinson. And I think what sucks is that the, the trade market for that is now gone. Right. And if you looked back at Miami now too, you would have they would have sent him after the bubble. Like they would have. So how long till that happens to Struess then? I don't know. I think Struess plays so differently. Right. I think Struess is actually more cognizant on offense. Brings more to the table on defense for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that a player like him is not unlike Duncan Robinson, but he's just a player that's going to stick a little bit more than Robinson will. Because if Robinson's really this bad on defense, then that's huge. Mm-hmm. But like, if Struess can reliably give, reliably give you between 16 and 19 points in a playoff game off of pure, just great three point, Struess would be great in Milwaukee. Yeah, as there too. Oh Instead my of Grayson God. Allen. Instead of Grayson Ridiculous. Allen. Ridiculous. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Oh, that'd be. Move Middleton back up to his natural two. Let Strews play the three. Giannis and Portis and Drew Hollett. They would win the championship right now. 
They would win right now if they had that lineup available to them. Bro, they might win it anyway. They might win it anyway. You're right. You got one more to throw out? I think that the conversation you want to start about the Knicks having a heart-to-heart discussion on whether they want Barrett or whether they want Reddish is going to be more uncovered this season coming up. Because Reddish looks like ultra 3 and D. So make or miss, they sell on Barrett. I'm saying miss. Because Barrett has no value right now. Because, yeah, he has zero value. And they just signed him to a humongous contract. Right. A like, I mean, they signed him to at least Aunt Simon's money. It was right. at least four for a hundred over that. I forget he, what no, it was. He had, a, he had a bag, bro. Like 120? Yeah, he was Maybe, in that, Yeah, it was four for 120. He was in that hero there. pool range, bro. For that. Yeah. For that. And like the shooting is just not great. Looks he, like bad. I felt like when he was starting to go back up to a median level player, it was starting to look okay, but his handle is not good. Nope. His, his IQ is not good either. Right. Like he just looks lost at times. And Cam Reddish is out there playing with the chip on his shoulder. Exactly. Because he's like, I should be getting starting minutes on this team. And he has every reason to say so. Right. So like, Man, what's crazy is Atlanta had him too. Imagine mm. if they had him and DeJounte. Weirdly oh. sold. Weirdly sold on him. And apparently there's everybody always says there's problems between him and Tibbs. Right. There's some kind of Well, Tibbs just refuses to play young like the young guys on the team. But now he has no choice. And I liked seeing that too. Was that Cam Reddish literally gave Tim Thibodeau no choice but to give him minutes right now he has to right because yeah. like you have a guy that's able to make he made like what six threes that game mm-hmm. it was like four to four or six threes but in that range but just off of these great catch and shoot looks yeah and it was nothing of compared aggressive to at the rim too right aggressive and aggressive on defense mm-hmm. it was aggressive on defense and rj barrett's just looks lost yeah around every corner blatantly, blatantly out of shape so maybe that's the next move. Maybe somebody wants to bite on RJ Barrett. Maybe. Sometimes I wonder how in Houston is on their like young core. What part of their young core could be moved? Like an interesting part. KPJ. I think they like him too much as their one. I think they like him in green hmm. as their starting backcourt too much. I think it's like, uh, Kevin Martin Jr. or Kenyon Martin Jr. That could get moved for something interesting. Maybe Jay Sean Tate as well. Yeah, he's a nice defensive piece for someone. Right. If he ended up in Boston. Eighth or, eighth or ninth guy on a bench. If he was he was a perfect Boston guy, Jay Sean Tate. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there though. Uh as always, engage with us on uh all the social medias at the dip network. Um stay tuned for weekly podcast. Uh, always tapped in for content. We love the NBA season. It's rolling. It's it's in full effect here. All the drama, all the hot takes. We want it all. Engage with us on Twitter. Get at us. Talk shit. If you're in the fantasy league, come on, talk shit, and let's make some goddamn trades. G five bigs. Yeah, let's make some. Let's make some damn trades in this thing. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to spice up. Provoke the, somebody. Yeah, I'm trying to get something going here. So, nonetheless, Adam, one more take, and we'll wrap it up. Give me the hottest fucking thing you got right now. The hottest thing I can say. One more take. Portland might just end a top five seed in the West. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm putting it out there now. Oh, my God. Portland might just actually, you know what? We might actually just be a top five team in the West. I'm not saying there's this playoff success promise here, but there might be. We might just escape the play in with the Lakers looking this bad. Yep. That's what they should be thinking right now. We're five and one. The Lakers are zero and five. That's our ticket in. Yep. Every team should be looking at the Lakers like, okay, that's our ticket in. Yep. Facts. I Portland's right there. It's hot. It's honestly not that hot when you really think about it. Yeah, that's it what's is, funny. Though, about it, it is. Um, I'll throw out mine. Giannis MVP. You think they give it to him again? 
No voter fatigue this time because it's been a two-year gap. Giannis MVP. I think we're about to see an incredible season from this guy. He's putting up a light like 30 and 12. I think it's going to be unheard of what we see this season. It kind of almost has been unheard of what he's doing right now. And now it looks effortless. Exactly. He's just rolling. He's rolling. As soon as Giannis actually... I feel like the underspoken part of his game has been the turnaround jumper. Yeah. As soon as the turnaround jumper becomes a real threat, then it's just, what are people doing? It just goes back to what we said. All the best guys have a mid-range game. Yep. And as soon as Giannis has the mid-range game, that's just, it's over. Yeah. Once he can hit the fucking Kobe fades, it's over. It is over. It'll, it, it will come to him. It came to it'll LeBron. Be, it'll be there in the, the 32, the age 32 years right. for Giannis. The finesse game will be there, and I guarantee you not. He's watching Tim Duncan footage. Yep. It's over. It's over, dude. Let him be He's the, the MVP. One. Let Giannis be the one. He is the one. Let's wrap it there. Peace.